Memorial Day, I feel like you have to memorialize something. Memorial so. Day is celebrated for what is is that for? Like the, nigga, I don't know. I keep forgetting the, what's the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. I think is it not the same thing? Veterans, maybe memorials for dead veterans. Ma- memorials for the dead ones and veterans are for the live ones. Uh, I don't know, y'all. Y'all just want a holiday for every white person in this world. You don't think there's black veterans? There are black veterans, but veterans in general get treated like shit. And more so over, when people think of veterans in X, Y, and Z, we're not talking about, you know, the black people that did it. Because technically people only that are black did it, did it to get out of poverty. And it's really a scam. Yeah, all that is true. So. Um, If you haven't already, please check us out on our YouTube, our Patreon. We do have Sip and Review. Will you send us shit and review review it. it? Um, we have our TikToks, our reel. Our last reel was actually, honestly, that one was like kind of, it wasn't a pain in the ass to record, but it was like the first couple times we did, I was like, oh shit, this is going to be hard. But I feel like the I don't more think, times I don't did, think that it was that hard. I feel like you kept saying that it was hard because you're like, I'm in a sheep. I'm like, I'm like, no, you're not. Just because you haven't been to a gym in a month doesn't mean you're out of shape. It just means you're not in the rhythm of doing something like that. Because that was actually like, Cause we was doing something nonstop. Cause I told you, you're more fit than me. Cause you will be in the gym for like eight hours. In thirty minutes, I'm ready to go. Not lately. You've been training for that sparring races, girl. You be, you've been girl, working out. This sparring race, it's gonna be. I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna do it out. this year. Cause I still don't have the endurance. Like I can literally do like the obstacles, but the run is what I'm worried about. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I wrote it. I wrote. I last one did real well. I'm very proud of us. Um, what else do we have? We have our uh, extended. Did I say extended tea time? Um, that's on Patreon. So um, yeah, you said YouTube. You said we didn't talk about Twitter. We have a Twitter. I've been neglecting Twitter because I've been busy and I don't be on Twitter as much as Sammy. So I don't even register in that Twitter. Actually, needs love and care. So we have a Facebook, y'all. Um, what else do we have? We have um, beautiful faces and nice asses and bank accounts that needs deposits. Yeah, so give us a P- <laughs> give us give us a PO box because you know what, you never fucking know what we may need when we need it. All right, well the girls are back at it to get another messy ass episode of Sip and Spill. We create conversations. Oh wow, Sip and Wine. I go by the name of Thug Motherfucking Sammy. And I'm ambitious, the TikToker Tere. All right, so um y'all. I feel like we just got to put a little PSA out there. We have been recording every week. Lately, it probably seems like we've been putting out material like every once in a while. Yeah. Trust us. We've been recording. The only thing is... The recording hasn't been recording us. <laughs> it's like either our video is lagging or our audio is off or some something. Or is, the person that, that came on as a guest didn't do a good job. Didn't do a good job. Or, so it's, it was literally always something. And I then, feel like we've the last... 
three episodes. Three episodes. Like it's been like three or four episodes we did not. Honestly, put out. I'm gonna say at this point, it's like I'm like I was literally telling my friend, I'm like I work today. She was like, No, you're off. I said, No, podcasting is really work because at this point, I'm like we've been doing so much to make it work, and right now I was like I was like the videos are not working with us. The audio, I said everything is working against us. This is a really a test of my faith right now. I said, yeah. it's, it's working. I'm I'm working right now. Yeah, so don't think we're not putting out content. We are. We are. You know. You know how much it sucks to know that you did. A, like last week's episodes was was really good. Yeah. And just to put all that and find out, forty five minutes in, the video yeah, was the lagging. Video was lagging, and it was like we didn't even finish the episode. We were just like, <laughs> okay, well, it's lagging. It's like because usually Sammy was like, let's get some, let's get some questions in so she can get, we can get some content. She didn't even want to get that. And I'm like, shit, I I don't mind stuff like that because I mean. I mean, something is better than nothing, but she's a perfectionist. I'm not. I just feel like, just see our beautiful fucking faces and know that we fucking tried. What was it? No, it was the last two episodes. Yeah, we all trying to just do the questions. Because the one that we had with Nee. Yeah. And then we didn't, because we didn't do questions for that one. We did questions for Nee. Did we? Remember, we asked about the five-year-olds and then all that. Yeah, yeah. We didn't do questions last week. Yeah, it was last week. We were like, fuck it. Because we were going to do content anyway. We did our TikTok was like, But it was a really good episode that I feel like we should have just, you know, baited on the nut. Like, you know, just... I thought that was a great episode. I don't know if we can recreate that magic. I think so. I don't don't know. Anything. Impossible. Impossible. What did Whitney Houston say? Impossible thing. Girl, you are so off. B, I'm not about to play with you. I am not about to play with you. First of all, hold on. I forgot Side how that note. song went. Side note, Houston, y'all been cutting up this last weekend. I meant to make a disclaimer earlier, but um, can we please um put the guns down and start hugging motherfuckers? Like, um, more hugs, less thugs. I just think we should say that real quick. Um, no shooting in clubs. I feel like that should be a non non disclosure or whatever what the fuck do y'all say something that should go without saying um lives are more important than your temporary madness um i talked to someone that always tells me if it's not going to matter in five years don't give it five minutes of your time even though something i'm working on because if it's mad if it's angering me for five minutes i'm gonna let it last five years okay that's how i feel but you know what y'all just at least yeah let's let's just let's not kill someone I mean, if you want to shoot, shoot at the air or shoot in your neighborhoods so your rent's cheaper. But um, not at clubs because we all want to go out and have a good time. We have a hard life that we live. We so work hard. Monday hard. through Friday. People usually use the weekend as their only release. So can we at least have the weekends to know that we're not going to die? Maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you could probably shoot at some niggas. But the weekend, can we at least be safe? I don't know. Not just Houston. Texas has been cutting up all over Memorial Day weekend. Some girl was pussy popping on a function on yesterday or sometime during the weekend. Like they always all pussy popping. Uh, not me. naked, actually. Not fully nude. That's a, That was the what's what put through over the edge. Um, two people died at Clay. Four people were injured. People were fighting the seaside. Um, there was a lot of sh- But the thing is, I want to realize, what does the holidays do that bring that out of people? Because I think... I think it brings out more people. That's yeah. It's just the amount but of the people. But the thing is, more. Memorial Day is not... Like I keep saying, it's not for us. It's not a us holidays. It's, it's not, not. So why are we going so hard in the pain for this European concept? I feel like niggas always party. Find a reason to party. Yeah. Really do. 
I feel like I we need do. to go this hard for Martin Luther King's Day. I need y'all to go this hard on Malcolm X Day. But whenever the fuck that is. They have MLK parties, MLK block they parties, do. MLK. Damn, can yes. we just chill out for eight seconds? They 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 feel like any reason to pop we out. Voting? To pop out. Oh, it's voting day. Let's let's pop out. Let's pop bottles. Oh, uh, you know, I don't mind if you pop bottles, you popping bottles at Crew Lounge, okay? It's on 311 Travis Street in Houston. So come pull up, book with Ami. Shameless plug, y'all. That was actually shameless of you to do that. <laughs> so let's get into some fun facts because we I can go in on Houston niggas all the fucking time. But you know what? We got a fucking episode to um, produce. So uh, my fun fact, actually, damn, I got to make up one on the spot. Uh, my fun fact is I am wearing Crocs today. You know, I'm not a huge Croc wearer. But you bought two pairs. I did just because it was really cheap. So I was like, why not? You know, take advantage of the sale. And um, I only got Crocs because Ami had Crocs. And, and Ami wears Crocs every day. And she wears the same ones faithfully, y'all. I don't know if y'all know. If y'all ain't never seen me out in Crocs, and y'all ain't really seen me. Because I will fuck up a really cute outfit with some Crocs. Yeah, actually, we're both wearing Crocs today. So, hey. So. That's not my fun fact, but yeah, it's a fun fact. <laughs> so, my fun fact is I'm obsessed with applesauce. Like, I literally love the Mott's unsweetened natural applesauce. I can't do that sweetened shit. I like the one that's natural that tastes like absolutely nothing. Because I actually, another fun fact, I hate sweet apples. I only eat green apples. That's crazy. I, I love the sweet, sweet apples. apples. Sweet apples give me such anxiety. I'm like... This is just like sweet on top of sweet on top of sweet. It's like eating waffles and then going in and eating a biscuit with honey. Just sweet on sweet. And I just feel like apples are just too sweet for me unless it's green That's apples. crazy. I love apples and I love the, um, the mel- not, not the melon dew apples, I forgot what it's called. Ah, I remember. Honeydew. Not, not the honeydew apples. Mel- you said not melon dew. It's not honeydew. It's something. Is it apple crisp? The honey crisp apples. Something like that. See, look at that. Put, two, put, put them all together. The put all the name words. Apples. That's the one I like. Um, yeah, so let's get into some, some wine facts so we can get into some motherfucking heat time. Tea motherfucking time. Um, this is called Sledgehammer. I guess a fun fact. We drank this as one of the episodes we didn't air, y'all. So I bought two of it because we were supposed to. This was the episode where we actually we recorded the episode that we that went bad. And then what happened was my dumbass didn't book the session when I thought I put the session. So I've got two of them. So here's a fun fact about this wine that we're drinking again. But we did like this wine. So Did sled- we? I don't remember if I liked it. We liked it. We did. Okay. Yeah. So it was a sledgehammer. It's a Cabernet. Um, it has 13.8% alcohol content in it. Um, it's, this is called the king of all wine grapes. Ooh. Uh, what else? What else? What else? It's going to have a smooth, refined taste, enhances special occasions. Best paired with a prime steak, and it's for grown purposes. I feel like grown purposes. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I think it means it's, it's for grown, grown and sexy. Whatever you, whatever. Grown when they drink wine, they have sex. If you drink Does wine, everything needs sex. You know what? I saw a tweet right, and it was a guy that took this. Get closer to the mic so I can make sure y'all hear this. First, let's toast to another message last episode before I get into this tweet. You know what's another fun fact, y'all? I didn't have my fucking wine glass for two weeks, but the two weeks that we recorded, <laughs> y'all didn't know. Her pays for the date. And he, him, 
well, I guess I got to go have sex with you because, you know, you pay for the date. And she was like, no, it's okay. I got it. He was like, I don't feel comfortable uh, going, paying for a date if I don't get, if you don't get something in return. And he was like, see how that don't make sense on both sides. And I'm like, why does everything have to lead to sex? Like, why does it, you think because someone pays for the date, you automatically get sex? He's trying to make, he's trying to like uh, say that if she pays for the date, he, sh- he should have sex with her. And if he doesn't, it's wrong for him not to have sex because she paid for the date. So why is it not wrong for women to have sex when men, when men pay for a date? And I'm like, why does everything have to lead to sex? Why can't you read a book after a date? Um, why can't you hold hands and pray? I'm why not going to hold hands and pray after I got three um, tequila and Red Bulls. I'm ready Who to... Who said you're drinking? It's just a day. You go on bike dates. You go on yoga dates. You go on all kinds of dates. You go on I know, but the, usually day dates end up being like night dates because you just be so comfortable. You're like, damn, I could spend all day with you. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So it does lead to sex. I'm sorry. The road leads <laughs> to fucking dates sex. does not have to lead to I sex. I didn't say all dates, but most dates lead to sex because you know what? I got private parts. You got private parts and we like touching each other. I just don't feel like just because someone pays for the date that automatically means I don't think that that's that's an automatic, you know, yeah. go to, but everyone feels like they have nothing left to offer if it's not money. So they're like, let me just throw some pussy at you. Cause I mean if I can afford my date, I don't feel obligated to have sex with you. Cause if I can you if only I only feel obligated when the the date is expensive? Yeah. Oh. So it's like if it's like a hundred dollar meal and I know I could afford it and if I'm like if I wanted to swing it. Yeah. I don't feel like I need to have sex with you. But if it's like a three, four hundred dollars, I'm like, you spent three hundred, four dollars and we going out to eat. We did this, this and the third. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I'm obligated to bust that pussy open. And I told it, bring it back. Yeah, ah, I don't at all. Girl, because I said like, four hundred dollars. I ain't paying that for me and a nigga. So, you know, if I got it whatsoever and-, and then I talk about it the next day. Cool. <laughs> I slept, slept myself out for a date or two. Oh, no. But OK, let's get some tea time. Um. So first and foremost, I wasn't familiar with this, but you are the whole Monique situation. You want to fill us in? Yes. So I watched a video over the weekend. Actually, I watched it multiple times over this weekend because I'm going out of town. So I felt some type of way. It hit my soul. (laughs) So let me talk about the situation before I get into it. Um, Monique was just like saying in in full, she was like, y'all give me this title of auntie and I've held it. I held it. And auntie needs to speak to my babies right now. And she was pretty much saying how black women have no um, respective representation of themselves because she said that there's been many times where she's seen women be out and about in bonnets and headscarves and pajamas. And I guess it hit as like a stroke of like a nerve in me because it's like I am a woman that leaves my house in my bonnet and I do it with such pride. I don't give a fuck. I will go to Walmart. I will go to Target. I will go to the beauty supply. I will literally, I will get out of my fucking bed and get a wax in my bonnet. And so, and I just feel like why? And I just think it's only because black women do it. It's a problem. I mean, I understand what she's saying with representation, but I represent myself very well. So outside of me being in a bonnet, it should not correlate of how I feel about myself. And the thing is, like somebody else was saying, you never know what someone is going through that day for them to be wearing that or being that way. And if that's how someone is comfortable, no one is talking about you and your comfort. Like, let someone just do what they got to do. What someone is wearing should be the the least of your worries. Yeah, It should be how someone is acting as a representation of themselves, not of what they're presenting themselves as. Because if you were so judgmental to say that how someone looks is how they're going to show up, then that's crazy. It's like different if you're talking about jobs or something. But the airport, nigga, how I look in the, this is how I look in everyday life. I'm wearing Crocs in everyday life. So if I go to the airport, trust and believe, I'm in people's pajamas and in a bonnet, respectfully. I feel like why does, um, 
dress how you want to be a dress only applies to people, well, black people, really. Yeah. Because people, everyone else of, of every other race can go out looking crazy, um, get the messy hair, you know, have their do-rags are have, have the luxury of looking crazy. Crazy. And, but they're but not. black women? We, we don't have the luxury of looking anywhere, we, anyhow we want to look like. No one looks good 24-7. Sometimes you go out of bed and got to go to the store real quick. I'm you're more of a seven sh- than more than 24. Cause yeah. You're going to catch me on a good day. You're going to catch me on a bad day. But. I've been looking a hot fucking mess most of the time. Like, I'm the queen of wearing my bonnet every, everywhere I go. I don't I don't wear my bonnet to the airport. But if I felt like it, I would. And I've I done it. nothing wrong, wrong with that. I haven't because I have my whole airport getup that I always, always wear. I never wear airport getup. The only time I wore airport getup is when I was going to Las Vegas and I knew I was going to meet people on the other side. Yeah. But if I know I'm just going for but a leisure. No, it's a fucking plane ride. It Who is. Who cares? Like, ain't nobody checking to see what you're doing on an airport. Like, At all. They just want to make sure you get there on time. Most people aren't checking for I mean, I guess it depends on where you land. Because if I was landing in Dubai... I oh wanna, yeah, I just feel yeah. like I will, I will present myself a little bit better. Yeah, better. But I'm just saying, if I'm going from Houston to New York, chances are I might if be I'm having a bonnet from on. Houston anywhere else in the U.S., chances are I'm gonna have a bonnet on. Me yeah. personally, me personally. So uh, I feel like, the, uh, yeah, the, I think the whole statement is bullshit because, like, do does, no one have the same? No one ever has the same energy for men because ever. a do rag is basically what a fashion statement. When yeah. you see a do rag in public, you see white people in do rags. So it's like, okay, so when they do it, it's a fashion statement. But when we do it, it's ghetto. It's, it's raggedy. It's ratchet. It's, it's like we don't care about ourselves or how we present ourselves. Girl, a uh, fucking uh, bonnet is a protective style. I'm trying to protect this $300 it's I spent. It's actually a helmet of salvation, if you guys not heard. You know, speaking of helmet of salvation, we were laughing at her helmet of salvation while she was laughing to the bank. Did you know sis put out a book? Her and him put out a book. Um, healing something it's called something something healing with whatever and it sold out you know what already they put out a book so this I feel like this honestly was a- it was probably it was probably like to get us to get their attention because yeah. I don't even remember hearing about him before that shit so you know Girl, what jokes on us how was the book already written and ready and already put out when this just, shit just the happened jokes on us bitch she was, we were laughing at her and she was laughing at us that was the helmet <laughs> of salvation <laughs> alright next thing um, let's talk about mental health yeah, that's yeah, what it was. Sure. Yeah, um, isn't that the next thing we were talking about? Yeah, Naomi. Uh, she is the the newest tennis superstar. I'm gonna say that already. Put that out there for her. Um, I don't know what she is um, dealing with right now, but I know she didn't speak out for the the tennis open, whatever the the French tennis, whatever the open, whatever I'm, the gosh, French open, the French open. Um, she needs to talk to the press press conference. And she said because she was having, you know, you know, she was like, she was taking a mental health day, whatever, yeah. and they fined her for it. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up saying, you know what, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, dip and drop out and not even do it because I don't want the attention on me. This is not what it's supposed to be. Like yeah. I, I'm just having a mental health day. She like she says she, she suffers from crippling anxiety. It's very hard for her to speak in public. So that's why she decided to take um, skip out on it, mm-hmm. and she decided just to she just needs you know mental health break, and she's not going to be performing for this um, tennis tournament. And I feel like go girl, like you know, I every time like you black women aren't allowed to be sensitive. We're not allowed to have these problems. We're not allowed to be you know show that we have that we're not always strong. So I feel like you, it's okay to be like, look, I don't, I don't have the mental, mental capacity to deal with this. 
deal with the media because I'm sure they're like talking down on her and she's seeing people saying horrible things about her. And how hard is it to always see people saying bad things, hundreds of hundreds of people saying bad things about you all the fucking time. And it's like, I'm already dealing with shit and I have to deal with more shit. Yeah. So I don't want to deal with more shit. So I'm quitting for now, you know? Yeah, I literally saw like the perfect meme for this. It says, y'all give black women no space, no space to be vulnerable or emotional or tired or fucking done. Yeah. Y'all just say that we're having attitudes and downplay what we're going through. And I feel like that's true. Like, I feel like there's never no space for a black woman to be a black woman. She has to always be a mother. She always has to be a daughter. She always has to be a wife. She can never just be herself and take a breather. And with the situation with Naomi, I feel like... I feel like if it was anyone else, it wouldn't have been... She wouldn't have been fined. If it was anyone that wasn't black, because yeah. even Serena Williams had to go through shit like that. Yeah, like she couldn't just be a black woman. She couldn't be angry when she lost because that meant that she was having she was having poor sportsmanship. I'm like, bro, if I lose a spades, I'm ready to fucking fight. So I'm like, give people room to be who the fuck they are, especially black women. We need that space for ourselves. Yeah. So. So so, what do you think about Chloe Ray? Um, you know, like I always say, she's growing on me because at first I was like, this girl is talentless, blah, blah. And like, I always say like, it's like the light skin, pretty girl, like things because when you're light skin and pretty, it doesn't really matter if you have talent, AKA sweetie. I love you so much, but you don't think she has any talent at all. She has a very good talent for eating whatever the fuck she wants to and not getting any weight. You don't think, I think that's surgery. Life on me. me, please. I think she does. Um, have bops she has some great music but like overall rapping like would she be like top five of female rappers no. absolutely fucking not she wouldn't even be top 10 absolutely like, fucking i not. would find i would put azalea banks over her and i don't even like that bitch so if you're not even in top not even top 20 okay okay Ami. that means i'm finding bitches from the early 90s to put over her <laughs> like because i mean easily i'm gonna put like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, and like, you know, those bitches on like my top, Meg. top five. And Meg, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, you don't Even think Lotto. of Sweetie when you when you think of a rapper. You think of a really pretty girl that was dating Quavo. Don't stop. I'll stop. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because I remember I saw this, I saw this tweet. She's a pretty bitch. That was like, some, some, that was like, Hot Girl Summer's over. What's next? And then, um, Sweetie was like, Icy Girl, um, Icy Girl Winter. And they was like, no. They said, Tina Snow. Winter. <laughs> I said, wow. But yeah, um, Koyla Ray, she's cute. She's adorable. And I mean, she's doing what she's doing in her lane. Yeah, I mean, I ain't got no problems with her. I think she uh, she cool. I like her two little songs that she put out. She got more than two songs, girl. She got like, at least like five or six out. Okay, I like two of the five or six songs that she put out. Because you don't even know the rest of them, do you? <laughs> I just... <laughs> If you don't know the songs, just say it. Just say that. Just say Did that. you see when she was performing in Houston and everyone was just standing and they're like, oh, no one knows your songs. But I feel like she was performing a song no one knew. So, of course, people are going to be standing. But that's the same thing with Cardi B. Cardi B came into Houston when she wasn't very popular and she was in Injury Room. This is years ago because yeah. Injury Room ain't been a thing for a while. And no one knew any of her songs from her mixtapes. So you can't okay. get mad at them trying to put y'all on shit that she, yeah. I feel like you should pour, you should perform your your uh, popular one and your mixed and your non so popular one. People yes. are like I'm sure if you recorded them while she was doing no more parties, the whole the whole fucking club would be live because every time they come on, people are like uh, ten, 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 uh, uh, like that song popping girl. That's I yes. like that song. It's a motivational song. Honestly. It is. Um. So speaking of her, anyway. So uh, not too long ago, her and her dad exchanged words online, and she pretty much said like, "Hey, dad, why are you coming at me like that?" You know, you're a father. You're my father. 
Why can't we handle this appropriately? Child to parent. And that brings us to our topic of conversation. Reparenting yourself. Ourselves. In short, reparenting is basically saying, reparenting is giving your adult self what you didn't get in your childhood. So it's basically just stating that how we were raised makes us form or react the way that we act now. But now we need to heal from the traumatic experiences and take accountability for actions and become a better person. That's just as simple as it is. Um, While Samming sips wine. What were things that you liked that your parents did and things that you disliked your parents did as growing up? Uh, growing up, a first-generation Nigerian-American, um, it was interesting because I get to see a lot of the traditional African culture, and I get to see from um, an outsider's standard of view to a regular American culture, and I get to grow up in both of these things and somehow give... I feel like I can give my children the best of both worlds. And growing up African, you know, African parents... They care about they they instill values in you that I I think I love like they instill in values of you like being edu- like education number one thing about them no matter what it is they will pay whatever money do whatever they need to make sure you got what you need for school what you need for your education for college whatever you know so another thing about African parents and or just minority parents period they are prayerful people whatever you need they just make sure you, they uh, pray for you um, what else they do. Uh, besides, you know, the occasional cursing that Africans' parents do sometimes. Like, I feel like they're they're this they're a group of people that can say like the best things about you in private, but like, the worst things about you to your face. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a mama, so I mean. Yeah, I feel, I feel like they'd be like they they call you all these horrible things, but I feel like when they talk about you to their friends, it's always like the like my child's the best. Oh, of course, it's it's the pride for the, them. It's definitely the pride. Um, making sure you're freaking fed. Um, growing up at home, I love to be able to come home to cook a cooked meal, warm food. Like my mom, my grandma will like pick the, up the food for you, pick uh, wash your dishes, like make sure you're good, make sure you're fed, make sure your friends are fed. Like it's no, you cannot come home and not, and actually going to an African house and not eating is actually disrespectful. So come hungry. And even if you're not hungry, just eat a couple of the dishes and just, you know, pretend and just, and you'll, you'll be all right. <laughs> What about you? Um, things I can say that I really enjoyed about my mother, because I always say about my mother, because my father, we know, is because niggas ain't shit. My mother always spoke with me, spoke to me with so much love, even though sometimes, um, which I'm going to get to, is she's not very confrontational and she doesn't handle confrontation well. She speaks to me with so much love. So that's why when I always say in a sense, like, my mama doesn't talk to me crazy, you fucking never will. My mom does not talk to me crazy, and she never has. In my 27, almost 28 years of life, my mom has never cursed me out. I mean, the worst she's ever called me was disrespectful, but isn't every child disrespectful to a parent at some time? Another thing I can say about my mother is she did put... A very big emphasis on, like you said, on education. Education was thing that she wanted you to have. And here I am with a bachelor's degree and I want to be a podcaster for life. So I appreciate you for giving that to me. But <laughs> what am I going to do with this debt? We're going to talk about that later. What am I going to do with this debt? Another great thing that I love about my mother that I want to instill in my kids is how Im- how supportive she is. She will have her little piffs or what like you know ideas to try to like throw into my wrenches of dreams but she's always been very supportive and she's always been that number one person that's like as long as you're happy I love it for you and I'm like you know what I love that for you for me so I love you mama thank you so much man 
um, some things that I didn't like. What I what I mean, I'm gonna get into it. Did you have any things that you didn't like? Yeah, I was gonna do it after you. You wanna go? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can take right, those so, things you didn't uh, like. Things I did not like growing up in an African ass household is the, the strictness. Um, sneaky. I mean, strict parents only lead sneaky kids. Um, that led me to getting a tattoo on my pussy at 14. Um, I feel like when you're open and honest with your children and you let them know that they can come talk to you about anything, it leads to children not doing crazy, wild things for the most part, I feel I like. Say, I don't know how much I agree with that. I just feel... It's, you it's don't feel noise. like telling your kids like about stuff like, okay, I feel like things kids do stuff because they told not they're, they're told not to do it. And they're not just they're never told why or explain. They're just like, don't do that. That's bad. So I feel like if you have an open, honest conversation with your kid, like this is why we don't do things. They're most I likely not to do it. Human nature, you're going to always do what you never done just because you never did it. Yeah. But okay. I just feel like you have to give your kids a safe space of knowing of not being fearful. Because yeah, to come to you after. Yeah, to come to you after. Because I'm pretty sure there's been many parents that allow you to drink in the household, but you're still gonna go out and say you're spending the night over Chrissy's house, but be over Trevor's house getting drunk as shit, getting blacked out. You know? Yeah. And it's like you can you because as parents, our job is just to make kids feel safe. And no matter how safe you make a child feel, they're still gonna find a way to be sneaky. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kids. Are, that's what we do. We what rebel we do. by nature because we think that our parents know everything, but then you realize you're like, damn. No, we think we know everything. Well, they think that they know everything, and yeah. we're like, well, damn, we ain't even experienced shit to know if we know it. And we always think that that only happened in your time. That would never happen in my time. Yeah. But it only gets worse with time. So it's like, it so does. Probably, probably listen just a little bit, you know? Yeah, strictness led me to like stealing my dad's car, go down my friends. Strictness led me to sneaking out the house. So all that shit was like a no go for me. Um, not listening to reasoning. I feel like they just don't, like, you can explain something to them and just have it laid out. You can have a whole PowerPoint presentation on why you are saying what you were saying, and somehow they will miss the points. And they just don't, they don't grasp it. They don't want to listen to it. And it's because they are limited in so much as they know. And I'm not saying our parents are dumb. I'm just saying our parents are only, they only know what they were, what they, their parents know. Yeah. You know, so that's why when we're selling things to them, they're like, but the, no, mom, you just, no. But no, it doesn't matter because reasoning doesn't, doesn't mean anything to them. Um, all, honestly, um, they're, same thing with why they don't, Fucking listen to reasons they're stuck in their ways. And I feel that's the most stressful thing about them. But I feel like I just got to accept it that no matter what, my mom is stuck in her ways and I can't do anything about what she is, how she feels about our situation. That, that is definitely true. Um, also, to piggyback what you said, not even to make it very drawn out, but strictness, yeah, that shit got to go. Because I feel like parents being strict. To a certain point, at least. I just feel like give us enough to know that we are loved, but not enough to make us scared that the consequences from you are worse than outside sources. Yeah. That's how I always felt. I feel that's why people, teenagers always end up having babies and shit because they're uh, scared to yeah. go to their parents. Shit. <laughs> um, the thing I love, I hate, I mean, I really don't like about my mother is um, she's not very um, confrontational. She doesn't really communicate problems um, that we have. And that's something I don't want to have with my kids because constantly when me and my mother have confrontations, it always ends to she's shutting down, us not speaking for months and X, Y, and Z. And I said, I would never want my child to feel like they have to be the one reaching out to me or that um, if I say something that does that bothers them, that 
we're going to have an issue for months on end without it being talked about. Like, there's been so many times where my mom has hurt me, but instead of us talking about it, I hear that she's upset with me from my sister or from my aunt. And I'm just like, why can't I hear from the source? And me and my mom will go months. I think there was like one time, I think me and my mom went over a year without speaking. Mm, that's, yeah. We went over a year without speaking and I was a-okay with it because I was like, I know I wasn't wrong. And my mom was like, I know I wasn't wrong. And I'm like, as a parent, I would never want to feel so comfortable going a year without talking about it to my child, ever. Because life is short. My mom could have died in that year and I wouldn't have fucking known. So... That's one thing I dislike about my mother, but I'm going to do better because I know that sometimes with me, when it comes to confrontation, if I don't get super loud, I get really closed off and ready to cut everyone and their mama off. So traits that I don't want, I still, I'm still instilling. So full disclaimer, we are not professionals. Uh, Me and Ami, this is a opinion-based podcast. And me and Ami are just giving out our opinions about how we think we should do things. And either you take it or you don't, you know? Mm Mm-hmm psychologist our inner child is where the subconscious mind is formed it's also where we learn to process emotions etc so um looking back we that's probably where we why we process things the way we process it why we do things the way we do things for example i am a very calm person and when things happen i don't react like immediately i just like wait and i just you know react very calmly to very stressful situations. And I think the reason why I do that, because growing up, I grew up in a very um, loud, violent, abusive household. So, like, I mean, every holiday, every week, every whatever, there was always so much commotion and yelling, arguing in my house. And I'm the youngest of four, so I guess, like, my voice never really mattered in these arguments because, like, who's going to listen to a child, especially... African parents. So I feel like because um, everyone was always yelling in my household and, every, and you know, everyone was always loud. It was always loud in my house. That's why I'm not very loud. Like, I'm not very out there. I'm not very like uh, um, when like I don't really, you know, I don't really yell. I don't really get emotional about things. I'm very calm when, it, when things happen. And I think that is a straight source to why I can't give the emotions a lot of people want me to give for them. You know, I, I don't know how that goes in my relationship because I'm like, I can't give you that emotion. And it's not that I don't feel it. Trust me, I feel the I feel the emotion. I just don't know how to express it. I feel like I'll be one of those people like when something crazy happens, they're like, oh, why is she reacting this way? Her child is kidnapped and she's so calm. I'm like, I, I didn't kidnap my, you know? I just can't react the way you want me to react. And people are going to think I'm a killer because I'm a... Definitely you're a killer. Because I'm so calm and my child is missing. (laughs) That's a horrible example. I was like, whereas for her, I think it's like I'm the complete opposite because I think since I was grown in a household where every time something came up, we were always told to shut up and be quiet and listen that as an adult my inner child wants to speak. So I'm very um, explosive when I'm angry. I'm very explosive about certain things that um, get me emotional. I get riled up really easy. Like, and when I'm riled up, I have no problem with showing it. I have no problem with saying it because that's just, I was in a household where I wasn't supposed to do that. So it's like Mm -hmm. our inner child forms of how we like, 
live our adult life. That's why we have to repair in ourselves. Because another example is because um, my dad wasn't really in my life. And you know how I always joke and say niggas ain't shit. I used to struggle really bad with abandonment issues. I always felt like everyone was going to fucking leave me eventually because my fucking father, the one person that loved me, the one that's supposed to love me, couldn't even be there for me. And so it just like our inner child shapes who we are as adults subconsciously. So that's why reparenting ourselves is essential in yeah. my opinion. I really do feel like it's essential. Um, so when we all, I looked this up as well. Like we said, it's opinion based, but you know, everything is loosely from the internet, but is the internet always right? So we're just going to let y'all figure it out for yourselves. There are four pillars of learning how to reparent yourself. And one of the four is discipline. The second one is joy. Three is emotional regulation. And the fourth one is self-care. So I can go into the like the ones that are like basic because it's not going to be long definitions. Discipline is just pretty much knowing when to draw back and when to give something in. Because also when I talk about myself, I, sometimes I don't know when too much is too much. Like sometimes I need to draw it in and I need to have the discipline of learning myself and unlearning bad habits. And that takes discipline. Joy. Um, find the joy in little things. Sometimes we're so hard on ourselves and keep trying to figure out what's our next move and what's next. And it gives us so much anxiety because we're not enjoying the places that we're at now. Emotional regulation. Same for discipline. Have discipline to know when your emotions are over your logic. And then the last one is self-care. Self-care. Take care of yourself. Mental health. Take care of your physical health. Take care of yourself that, to the point where you're able to show up for yourself like you need to. Your childhood is never over. You're really as young as you feel. You can always go back and fix anything that you feel like you need to be fixed. Um, healing is something that is not linear. It's continuous and it's a process. And it's something that you can work on and that we work on every single day. And I'm not ashamed to say it's y'all. I'm not really working on my inner child or reparenting my inner child, but I'm talking about it, but it's something that I need to do. And I'm something that I need to work on. Cause I know I have lots of issues and some things I have to deal with. And I am in the process of working on them. If that makes sense. I'm in the process of working on my inner child myself. So we looked up ways on how you work on your said inner child. Um, you first acknowledge your inner child. Uh, it has to be something you're open to do. Um, like they said, it's all about faith. If you don't believe it, it's not you can't achieve it. Um, people who want to open up their third eye chakra, people who don't believe in those things, there's you're not gonna you're th you're not gonna be open to receiving what happens when your third eye is open. Have you ever tried opening your third eye? I actually have not tried I, my third eye. I was like watching YouTube videos on how to do it, and um, it also yeah. has a lot to do with what we eat too. Yeah, because like, we eat mostly meat that doesn't give us enough to detox it doesn't so it's a lot just not just our environment but what we eat and what we you know allow like eating shit from the fucking microwave also helps i mean with microwaving your food is bad for you absolutely bad for you i did not know that yeah um since i haven't had that's why i don't eat leftovers and i haven't had leftovers probably in the last and if i do i put it in the oven oh yeah i was gonna say yeah Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so a way to open up your, uh, acknowledging your inner child is you have to 
Think of a few childhood memories can be positive or negative. Recognize and accepting that the things that cause you pain is the best way to um, open, acknowledge your inner child. Um, journaling is another way to uh, acknowledge your inner child. You bring back your, you know, your, your childhood ways. I feel like you're the most creative whenever you're young yeah. and you're the most open and accepted to things whenever you're young. So it's always good to go retreat back to your childhood ways when it comes to stuff like that, mm-hmm. just to see the, the world in a different way. Um, and also leave the door open to healing. That's the number one thing to me. I feel like everyone thinks healing is something that just happens within this amount of time and that's it. You can't go back to it. It's over. No, you can heal from something. You can think you're healed for something and then the scar opens back up. You're like, shit, I'm still going through this shit. Yes, because healing is not something that happens over a period of time. You can take forever to heal for something and it's okay. And it's not something you should be ashamed of or something that is hard to um, do. And yeah, so... Are you ready to get into some questions? I didn't even say mine. Oh, I'm sorry, friend. Um, so there are other ways that you can reparent yourself is try meditation. It doesn't have to be the cliche <laughs> way that I do it where you just put meditation music on and sitting with all your crystals and your singing bowl. It can be as simple as you sitting in the stillness of your thoughts and really allowing yourself to understand why you feel the way that you feel. So um, meditation should de- is actually really good for most people. Um, you don't have to do it as consistently as you think so, but make it a part of your, not every day, but make it part of your routine to just start being more in tune with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Another way that you can, um, reparent yourself is, oh, I only did, I only did two. Okay. Another way you can reparent yourself is talk to a therapist. It is really nice to talk to an unbiased party that is not judging you and someone that you don't feel like. Because, you know, sometimes when you tell your friends everything, you feel like they know too much about you to actually have a, um ideal of how you want to be presented. Um, talk to someone that doesn't know you. Like, it gives you a whole different outlook. It makes you feel free of the burden of all the things that you have inside of you. And you finally feel a sense of relief, if that makes any sense. Because you just feel like you're not carrying around all that hurt, all those problems. So yeah. I just think those are things you should definitely give a try as well. Yeah, I mean, for most people, I feel like, why childhood growing up is traumatic. Yeah. I feel like I don't know a single person that doesn't have like one traumatic situation that happened to him growing up. And it's we all have our own burdens. We all have our we all have our own cross to carry. And we walk around we walk this earth not even acknowledging that other people have their own cross to carry too. And I even find myself also trying to be more empathetic to what people could be possibly going through or being, you know, what their what their home life was like to cause them to be the way they are now. So who, this inner child thing that we're supposed to be fixing and, you know, going through, it's a process. It's a process for all of us. It's a process that people don't even sometimes get to complete before they leave this earth. Yeah. And it's... A journey, and we're just taking this journey together, and I'm going to take a little vow that I'm going to somehow try to work on my inner child, too, because it's very important for all of us to be a bigger, better, better bitch. Every day, I feel like you should leave. You should try to be a better person than you were yesterday. Should we get some questions? I need some questions. Um, What is your favorite childhood memory? 
My favorite childhood memory is us traveling. I think that more than anything, that's what we did. We went, I told you, I went to Niagara Falls. I went to New York City. I went to places I would have never imagined as a child. And, you know, when you broke and you ain't got no money as a child, you be like, damn, my parents is rich. We out here living. And then being an adult, you're like, damn, traveling is an expensive Expensive habit. Your parents is rich. If that, you were traveling, your parents are rich. I didn't think that it was a rich rich man's thing. I thought imagine it was, they got to pay for you themselves and and the other, other kids. kids. It was me, my older sister, my other older sister, my little sister, my my mom, and her husband. Girl, child, because traveling me is already I mean, like yeah, a thousand. But he was a pastor, so he was really getting the congregation's money. He, I said what he, I said. He was taking y'all on, on the on the on the church's dime. Girl, I don't know. I'm assuming because most niggas nowadays do. He was. <laughs> he wasn't. He, he said, was, "We going on a vacation with the type this month." <laughs> shit. We gonna find a way. He gonna find no, it for a way for Jesus. Because every no, time, every time we travel, he ended up preaching at a church. I was like, damn. So where y'all went? He was preaching there. Yeah, most times, like when we went somewhere, he would be preaching. Girl, he was using the church's money to take. And it ain't got shit to do with me. <laughs> he gonna take it up with God if he ever sees him. Cause nigga, you're going to hell. Yeah, the high. You know who was on the highway to hell? This this was our uh, tea time last week, and let's just talk about it now. Greg I feel Abbott. like it's still of of relevant. Mister Hot Wheels himself, Mister. I want to wake up every day and try to make my piece of the earth as much hell as possible, Mister. I want to ban abortions because I want women to have babies because I. I don't know, bitch. What else? What else? What we else? We said he does not have control over his legs. It's crazy that you have a legs. I mean, control over the ovaries. Like, Girl. sir, make it make sense to me. So he made it uh, abortions ban after six weeks. So that means two weeks after your Miss Pure ladies, you cannot have an abortion. And if you go somewhere else to have an abortion, they can sue wherever you have an abortion. And it doesn't matter if you were raped or if it's incest. You must have that motherfucking baby. And you know, it's just really crazy to me to think that... Most people, after they fist, like they like miss their first period, they're in denial. So we really don't <laughs> even know until our second month of pregnancy that we're actually pregnant because yeah. they should be in denial. Because I remember one time I was like, oh my God, where's my period? Where did it go? And the next thing you know, Sammy was like, yeah, because ours is usually, and I'm like, uh, I don't even know. And then like, I'm just over here thinking, I'm like, what? what's going on? So yeah. it's like, we really are in denial. It's not just me. Most women were like Everyone in, denial, is in of, denial over our first month. We're like, it got to be a mistake. Maybe I've been stressing too much. Maybe my workout's it's, been too right. intense. Because those things actually do change your period. If you work out more than you are used to, that changes your period. If you are more stressed, if that you are eating worse, or if you took a plan B better, that month, if you took a plan B, you're probably gonna have two periods in one month. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just like these are things that you know. So how we know if we're pregnant? We don't know. We, just, we don't know. We just living out here on vibes and fucking. Girl, I don't see. Like I feel like <sighs> y'all. So I guess y'all just gotta be more careful because we can't have abortions no more unless you wanna travel to a different state to have it go Louisiana real quick yeah. you know that's the only way y'all ladies be careful because these niggas go to have Louisiana single come back with a whole fiance y'all know how them Louisiana niggas be <laughs> y'all these men don't have the same you know the same what's restrictions. the restrictions yeah the same restrictions that we have because when we it's really our if, if we get pregnant we have to worry about it the man can choose to be like peace and Facts. that's it so be careful, ladies. Wrap your willy. Be- well, tell him to wrap his willy because. And you heard it here baby, first. Baby, the, baby care is cheap. I'm going to say the condom queen is telling you. 
the condom. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. Because what was he saying? What did the little one say? You don't want that latex. That, that I'm latex. La- you don't want that Better latex. Wear a latex. Where to wear latex? Because you don't, don't want, want that latex. latex. So yeah, there we go. Better you know, I'm not here trying to drop bars, even though I'm not a rapper. But um, so my question is, how important do you think it is to reparent yourself? Even though you kind of already answered it, I guess you could just reframe it or say it in a it's way. important. I just don't have the skills or don't know really know how to do it. So I y'all, think you have I'm... the skill set. You just don't. You haven't utilized them because we are really born with these the tools to make ourselves better. We just don't know. Are we? Because why are we so dumb? I, I think like animals, not... whenever they're born, they just know how to survive. Humans, we just Because we just it kill is human nature to be to, dumb. Not to be dumb, <laughs> but to be, um, we're being conditioned in everything. Because I was watching this video when they were saying, he was like, why do when, like, why do when animals get sick, they stop eating? But humans, when we're sick, we keep eating. We try to eat different things. Yeah. He's like, you can't, like feed a host that's sick so yeah i mean it's like animals we're conditioned. Survive and we don't i'm gonna say because we're conditioned in the nature of like if you're sick take medicine if you're sick take this or if you're like we are taught things outside of what is natural that's yeah. why it's not so we already have it in us we just don't know how to get in tune with it that's why meditating that's why journaling that's why being in tune with yourself i feel like we have to be taught those skills but we are taught to journal because in school i even in college they told us write down x y and z like you said as children we're more creative and as an adult i realized when we had to journal in my college classroom about something of like Talk to yeah, yourself. Yeah, freshman this. year, we used to always have that no, class. No, this was my senior year. It was like oh. we had a class of like, um, I think it was um, speech and performance. So we had to write shit and perform it in front of the class. Oh. So we would have to like, she like, here's your alter ego. What is your alter ego saying to you? Mm-hmm. So it would be like little exercises like that. And I'm like, damn, what is she saying to me? Mm-hmm. So we are taught those things. Yeah. But I feel like it's right now, like as adults, it's harder to like access it. Because I feel like as a child, it's so easy to access that like, you know, that creativity, that, like, that person. But now it's like, oh, I got to think about it. Because we are trained, pretty much we're trained to be workers and not to be free thinkers. So now it's like, when we, we're like, oh, now we can think freely. We're like, okay, how the fuck Hence, do I do it? reparenting ourselves. This is what this episode's about. Honestly, like tapping you know? into what's going to make you a better person. Right. What's your next question? My next question is, I don't have one, but let's ask a random ass question. Uh, oh, okay. Ask a random ass question. Uh, my random ass question to you is, what is the most expensive thing you paid for in life yeah bitch me i'm the most expensive thing i paid for yeah girl i can't even think i'm thinking about between passports well, hairstyles you're still paying for yourself like you pay like that you're paid for like what's that, that, that you bought you know let me say what's the most expensive thing that you bought I want to say weave. Weave is very expensive. Yeah. I can't think of other than my passport. But passport, I think I've bought weave more expensive than passport. I bought a wig like for four something, four or $500. Yeah. And I got a passport for 200 So yeah, I got a $500 wig before. Mm-hmm. That's pretty expensive. I don't think I will ever. I mean, I might do it again because it lasts, but. Yeah. Because you've been wearing that wig for like, I think a year now. Girl, yeah. Because I got it when we were working at Diablo. So now it's time for me to buy a new wig, honestly. So it's yeah. about that time. I asked her about a new wig. She would tell me $600. I'm like, damn, bitch. Every single year you're going up in price. I get it. But <laughs> yes. damn, I get it. Yeah, she is. Child. What's the most expensive thing you bought? The most expensive thing I bought was probably my car. Did you buy it though? 
What's or it? the car I was paying a car note on. Girl, you ain't. Well, it wasn't bought. I was. What, we're talking about what you bought, not what you <laughs> were paying on. Because I'm paying on my car and it's still not it's bought. It's not bought. And it's. I don't think it's ever gonna be bought. Because you never gonna pay your car note off. Girl, no, I'm sick of it. I said <laughs> they said it, but when it rains, if it has a note, let it float. So, and I got gap insurance. So I'm gonna just. That's maybe, how I got out of my car deal. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely I have to. And gap paper. Might have to let it go. I don't know. Um, I guess I'm, I guess you know what I do put on. I don't know if I told you I put on getting lipo. So <laughs> I do, and it's gonna cost me uh, three five hundred dollars in Miami. I might get my titties done. Haven't decided yet. So when I do get this lipo, that, that's gonna be the most expensive thing I ever bought. Okay. Well, my second question is: What steps would you take? To ensure that you are reparenting yourself. None, because I haven't. I mean... I said what steps would, not what steps are you taking. What steps would? The steps that we talked about. Okay. Are the steps I would take. I'm going to go through this journal and then we're going to... Those steps are the exact same steps I would take. The steps I will take <laughs> is personally is... I already journal, but I will definitely indulge in more self-care because sometimes I feel guilty about spending money when I feel like I should be paying off my credit card bills. I should... So... I should be doing so many other things. I think my self-care is very important because it also is aligned with my mental health. So the only things I'm going to keep doing, which I'm already doing, is keep meditating, keep journaling, and keep giving myself some self-care because what's the best thing about giving yourself some love? Oh. So thank y'all for starting us on this journey about reparenting yourself. Like we keep saying, it is all opinion-based. We looked it up on um, Google, but also we looked it up through the holistic psychologist so she actually is a doctorate within this shit she has her own um instagram and she drops gems all the fucking time if you ever randomly see our instagram stories i might post something because i feel like she'd be speaking that real shit that people don't want to talk about and um while you're at it um follow us on social media platforms at the real spence bill except twitter which is sip and spill one while you're at it leave us some five star ratings because we are some five star bitches ow I sip wine, kick my feet up when I get time And as I recline, take another sip, let my thoughts unwind Sip it and spillin' it Sip it and spillin', sip it and spillin' the tea Sip it and spillin' it Oh,